worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God. To begin with, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, beginning at verse 8. In Proverbs 31, starting at verse 8. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. And then looking in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1, starting at verse 15. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Verses 15 to 22, Exodus chapter 1. And then finally then looking in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand... Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of the grace that rests upon your word. Thank you for the privilege we as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ the body of Christ, the army of God have of being able to take your word and use it as the sword of the Spirit to do battle every single day. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to hear your word, obey your word, and live out your word. And thank you for the ways that we as your people bless the world as we simply hear your word and live it out. Empower us to be the church boldly sharing the gospel 
boldly standing for life and boldly doing all that you call us to do as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the body of Christ in the world, your hands and feet at work in the world. Thank you for us as the church. Thank you for us as a nation. Help us, Lord, both as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us, Lord, to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we have you as our helper, as our hope, that we can cast all of our cares on you, that the one who created heaven and earth uh, has shown his affection to us, you loving us, Father. We thank you so much for that. We rejoice in that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, we have as our phone guest today Krista Brown. She's the Senior Director of Medical Impact with the ministry Heartbeat International. Uh, Krista, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me today. An honor to have you on, Krista, and I'm looking forward to having you to come on to share about uh, the area of ministry that you're involved in as a part of the, mini- the, the ministry and staff of Heartbeat International. And I would say to our listeners, uh, what Krista and I will be really talking about, uh, mainly Krista here, but specifically sharing, it's an area of ministry that a lot of believers may not know a whole lot about, yet it's a huge issue in our culture and in our world today. So I'm going to invite Krista to further introduce herself, and then we're going to get right into talking about the important topic we'll be addressing here on the broadcast today. So Krista, if you would just further introduce yourself a little bit more to our listeners, uh, what your job title means, and also many of our listeners may not know who Heartbeat is, if you'll tell them about Heartbeat International as well. Sure. So Heartbeat International exists to reach and rescue as many lives as possible. And so we do that primarily through the work in pregnancy help. And so that would be um, mostly pregnancy centers, but like pregnancy resource centers, but also maternity homes and adoption agencies. So my team, which is medical, um, what we do is we help our affiliate centers with their medical needs. So this might be a center that's beginning to offer ultrasound, beginning to offer medical services within their clinics that they help women and their communities that they serve. But we also, another big part of our work is the Abortion Pill Rescue Network. So we have a hotline that's available 24 hours a day to anyone who has begun a chemical abortion, who's taken the abortion pill and is having regret so that she can get information that she needs to make the best choice possible. And then in addition, that network includes physicians around the world, about 1,200 providers we have that can assist these women in saving the lives of their children. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you said it was called the Abortion Pill Rescue Network? It is, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, and of course, I know you're going to share more about that and uh, if you'll, however you feel like you need to address it, explain this and begin to share it in such a way that all our listeners can grasp why this is so important in our culture today. Sure. 
So I've worked in pregnancy help for a really long time, um, and and it used to be that we knew where the abortions were happening in our communities. Typically, we knew where the the clinic was, we knew where the women went, we knew the kind of procedure they would have, we knew the restrictions that they had of maybe informed consent, or um, maybe there was a waiting period in your area for abortion. But now things have changed very quickly. Um, now. The abortion pills are are advertised to women. Um, over half of all abortions are now done with pills. So what used to be the reality in America with abortion quickly changed. And I believe the, that the abortion industry really prepared for the day when the Dobbs decision would come down and the Roe versus Wade um, would be overturned, and they were well prepared to offer women a different type of abortion with the abortion pill. And so the way this is advertised to women, they, they really make a lot of promises to women. They promise privacy, which sounds very appealing because no one really wants to reveal that they're having an abortion, really. They promise that this is a very natural process. Um, they promise safety, a lot of promises that most women who experience these types of abortions don't feel are are the reality that they experience. So for many women, um, the privacy that they're promised um, has become can become very alarming because these abortions, rather than being in a place where there is medical personnel available, they're happening in bedrooms and bathrooms and dorm rooms. Some women take the first pill and go back to work um, and then complete the abortion that night. So you may be working alongside someone who is in the middle of an abortion. Um, they promise, you know, less symptoms when really the symptoms can be extremely painful and extremely alarming. Um, and these are happening to women and girls throughout our country, throughout the world, mostly by themselves. Um, sometimes a woman will call us and she may have a boyfriend or a mother with her, but most of the women that call us are by themselves. And another alarming thing that can happen, it doesn't happen in every case, but in some cases, the woman will actually see her baby. And for many women, they're unprepared for that reality. Um, they have been told that this is an easy process, it's, it's going to be over quickly, and to see a perfectly formed human, um, for many of these women, this, that is very alarming. So the, the number of these kinds of abortions, the FDA has released numbers, but it's hard to know the exact numbers. Um, the FDA says that since this was, these drugs were approved in the United States um, about 22 years ago, there have been about 5 million of these cases where women have aborted their pregnancies this way. Um, but it's very hard to know because these drugs are available through telehealth now. They are available on more than 70 websites. And so many of these um, abortions aren't reported. Um, a number of states, at least five in our nation, don't even report their abortions. So we don't really know how many of these children have died in this manner. We just know that um, children created in the image of God are dying in massive amounts. And we want to be available to help women who are either considering abortion. We want to help them. And then we also want to help them if they've taken that first pill, if they would like to make a different decision. Okay. Well, Krista, I'm going to ask if you'll pray now for listeners to really be listening to the Lord about how this in any way might affect them, because there may be those who are listening who are thinking to themselves, well, this has nothing to do with me or my life, and I don't see how I could possibly have any kind of impact here. 
Whereas in reality, there's a lot more than I think many believers can do than they think. So would you pray for listeners just to be wide open to listening to what the Lord might have them to do to be involved in this important aspect of the life issue? Sure, I'd I'd be honored to. Thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for every precious life that you create, God. And we thank you for every listener, God, that their hearts are open to the idea of how maybe they can help, how maybe they can pray, how these helpers in their communities, Lord, can reach women in their communities that need the assistance to save the lives of their children, to honor the lives of their children, God. We ask you, Jesus, to bless each of these listeners to hear God from you today, Jesus. We ask you, Jesus, to bless our country, God, that our eyes of understanding would be open to the reality of the value of life, God. And we ask you, Jesus, to bless this broadcast today, God, that it would be an honor to you, God, and that it would serve your purpose and your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you for us, we, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be, again, to be your hands and feet in the world, carrying out your work. What a privilege it is both to be able to share the gospel, and a privilege also to be able to stand boldly for life, knowing that you're able to use each one of us to help make a difference, to help save the lives of babies, to save the lives of mothers, to save the lives of families as well. Lord, help us to be looking for opportunities and ways you can use us to help uh, preserve life and help stand against the tragedy of abortion, even though in many um many states by your grace and your blessing that basically abortion has been outlawed. Sadly, there are many states where it has not been. Help us to know as the church that there's so much you can do to use us to help again, to stand for life and to help save the babies and the families as well. Help us to never be complacent. Help us to never have the attitude of, well, there's nothing I can do. There's no part I have to play. Help us to know that all of us can help with our prayers, and with our becoming educated to better understand the things that we can do and that we are called to do as well. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our phone guest is Krista Brown, the Senior Director of Medical Impact with Heartbeat International. We'll be right back. A stranger who already knew 
Duke of Mandisa with God Speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Krista Brown. She's the Senior Director of Medical Impact with the ministry Heartbeat International. And uh, Krista, you were sharing about just the the problem as it relates to the abortion pill. Uh, And if you'll begin to share with our listeners what abortion pill reversal is all about, I think that would be very, very helpful. So understanding what abortion pill reversal is, is easier to understand if we understand what um, chemical abortion is or taking an abortion pill is and how that works. So this is a hard topic. It's, uh, it's, I know it's a harsh thing to discuss, but keep in mind as, as this goes, it gets better. There's some wonderful stories of reversal of women who have saved the lives of their children. But when a woman starts a chemical abortion, there are, it is a two-step process, which is um, some people don't know that because it's advertised as an abortion pill, singular, but there are two different um, medications involved. So when a woman starts this process, she is either at an abortion facility where she takes that first pill, or she is um, receives this at her home through telehealth or through a website, and she takes that first pill at home. And then the second pill, she will take either 24 to 48 hours later to finish the abortion. So in that meantime, that's the time that some women will have regret, and they will say, what did I do? This isn't the path I want to go down. Right? Say to yourself, well, that doesn't make any sense because she paid for this abortion. She made this decision. She took this pill. Obviously, she wants an abortion. But what many women tell us is that they really didn't want to end the life of a child. They really didn't want abortion. Really, what they were trying to do is solve a problem, and they were trying to find a solution to all the pressures that they were under. They were um they were they were going along with those that were influencers in their lives, and they made this decision in this moment, but very, very quickly they had regret. And so many of these women will call us um, very quickly. We get calls from the abortion facility parking lots. We get calls from home. Um, 75% of the women who call us, it's, when, it's within the first day of taking that first pill. And they will call us. And they will say, um, I've started this process. I want my child. Is there anything you can do to help me? And we have a team of nurses that can help them. We will answer questions. We will explain what reversal is. And we will find them a provider in their area to help them. So even, so, though, they've, so even though they've taken the first pill, there's a way to intervene and possibly save the baby then? Yes. So the way that first drug works is really, it doesn't attack the baby directly. It it really has an influence on the pregnancy. So there is a hormone in pregnancy called progesterone, and it's um, absolutely essential in any woman's pregnancy. Women need to have it in their bodies, ample amounts, in order to sustain the pregnancy. And so when they take that first drug, the, that, the way that drug works is it lowers that progesterone level, and it starts to break down that pregnancy. But it's not attacking the baby directly. 
And so the great hope that we have is that we can offer that woman some extra progesterone to replace what her body has now lost because of this drug and save the life of that pregnancy, continue that pregnancy and save the life of that child. So that's how abortion pill reversal works. And it is successful almost 70% of the time if that woman calls us in the first few days after taking that first pill. Mm-hmm. So the reversal is is highly successful, you're saying, you said with 70% success. Yes. it's a, it, with When we give oral progesterone, which is when we can call that into a local pharmacy, get her that progesterone to replace that, what she's lost from that first pill, it's about 68% successful. Um, and so many of these women have been able to continue their pregnancies and have healthy babies. There's mm-hmm. no greater risk of birth defects. And so this is a process that is safe for the moms and it's also safe for the babies. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any uh, testimonies or stories that can help illustrate why this is such an important truth for people to be aware of? Sure. So I, I love to tell the stories of the women. Um, these women are just like us. They um, face pressures and they make decisions sometimes that um, aren't that maybe the best decision, but we've all been there. We've all been in that situation or we've prayed about it. We've thought about it. We've, we've asked others and we've made a decision. And then we've realized, oh my goodness, this is not the best decision. I need to turn back. And we've all made little bad decisions and medium bad decisions and big bad decisions. And this is kind of a big one but it's a decision that many women make every single day. And so many of these women, I feel like they're my my sisters, my daughters, my friends. I just have such a compassion and a love for them. And one of them is named Sarah. And Sarah already had three children, and she became pregnant with her fourth child. And the father of her children told her that if she continued the pregnancy, that he would leave her with four children. And so um, this is a girl who was raised in church. She comes from a large family, has a lot of support, but knew that she couldn't possibly support four children by herself. And so against her best wishes, against her best judgment, she went to the abortion facility after she dropped her children in daycare and school and started the abortion process. She took that first pill. Um, When she got home, She saw the things that reminded her of her children, and she has just a deep love for her children, just like most moms do. She saw their bunk beds and their toys and the things that belonged to them. And she thought, how could she ever explain to her children that she loved this child less than them? And she felt like that wasn't true. She felt like she already had love for this child. And so she didn't know what to do. She'd never heard of abortion pill reversal. She didn't even know if that was possible. And so she got on her phone and began to search, search for help. And she found our hotline. She called our hotline. That was back in 2018. Um, and it was on a weekend. And she got a hold of us. And we were able to find her a local pregnancy center. And that pregnancy center offers abortion pill reversal. And so they were able to get her progesterone right away to counteract the effects of that first drug that she had already taken. They did an ultrasound. And so the very first pictures of little Isaiah very, very early in pregnancy, his little heart was beating and he was doing well. She had a healthy pregnancy. She carried her baby to term. And now we have little Isaiah. Her, her, um, the father of the baby left and he doesn't support any of the children. But Sarah 
has been just fine. The Lord has taken care of her in every single way. Um, She went back to school. She is on a new career path. She got a degree and is on a new career path. Her parents are extremely supportive and helpful. And one of the best things about Sarah's testimony is that she has renewed her faith. This has brought her to a place with the Lord that she didn't have before. She, I think she really saw his grace, his mercy, his love for her, also for Isaiah, but also for her, how much he, he just really cared about her through this process. And then she also was really awakened to the idea of of the lies that the big abortion, the abortion industry tells women. And so she is an advocate for other women to say, hey, there are better options out there. There are other ways to um, to solve this, solve the issues and alleviate the pressures that work much, much better than abortion. Mm. That's a powerful story, Krista, a beautiful story of how that, in that case, the abortion was reversed. And so that so that same kind of thing happens often when women do get the the reversal pill right away then. Yes, yes mm. it happens often. So, you know, about about two-thirds of the time the pregnancies continue and about a, th- a third of the time the pregnancies are lost because she's taken an abortion drug, but a third of the time about 70% of the time we can save the life of that child, continue the pregnancies. And I, I had concerns early on, um, Pastor Joseph, about how it would affect women who aren't successful. You know, they've started this abortion process, and now they've, um, you know, they want to continue their pregnancies, but there is a loss, and they lose the baby. But what we have found is that there is healing in that, that they have acknowledged that this is a life that they um, that they, that is precious, that should be valued, and they're able to grieve the life of that child much, much sooner in the in that process. And mm-hmm. we have help available to support them also. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. That's again very encouraging to hear a story like that. Uh, I want to ask if you'll maybe share another story, another illustration that helps us to better see uh, why this under- understanding the whole abortion reversal is important, and why we as believers need to grow in our understanding of how all this works. So any, another story you can share? Another, another um, sister, daughter, friend, is her name is Becky, and she became pregnant at the age of 17. She comes from a good Christian family, um, and she went to her family, and they supported her, and she did give birth to that little guy, and she had her son, um, and she was doing much, much better, but she continued a relationship with the father of that child. And then when she um, started college, she became pregnant again. And um, I think for many of us that work in pregnancy help, we understand that sometimes it's not the first pregnancy. Sometimes it's a second pregnancy that um, women choose abortion, even women who think, I would never do that. I would never have an abortion. And that was Becky. Becky was adamantly pro-life. She sat in her church pew every single Sunday, and here she found herself with a second pregnancy. And her family had been supportive, but they had been quick to say, this can't happen again. We can't go through this again. You need to make better decisions. And she hadn't. She had continued that relationship. And so here she sat with another pregnancy and her and her child and the idea that, you know, I need to finish college. I'm only a freshman in college and so um, sitting in a grocery store, taking a pregnancy test, she made the decision that she needed to have an abortion. 
And so she went to an abortion facility in California and she took the first pill. And she she is very open about how um, how influential the nurses were in that facility, how they told her it would be over quickly. It was no big deal. This really wasn't a child. Um, how they never told her her child had a heartbeat. Um, she said that that was a big influence on her as a young woman, that she trusted these medical professionals and the information that they gave her. So she took that first pill, and she she describes a situation that we hear so, so commonly, so, so commonly, and that is that a darkness came over her as soon as she took that first pill. And we hear this from women all over the world where there is this darkness that happens just after. And the way Becky describes it is when she got in her car to leave the abortion facility, she feels like Satan blew out all the candles. And she thought she had a path that made sense. And suddenly she was just in darkness. And so she didn't know what to do. So she got on her phone and she um, did a search and found the hotline. And we were able to connect her with a doctor in California who prescribed progesterone for her. And she was able to save the life of Zechariah. And so that was that was way back in 2013. Um, one of the great things is that the hotline has been around for 10 years now. So we're seeing these children grow. We're seeing them reach milestones. Um, Zechariah is a little football player. Um, he does well in school. He's so smart and he's very witty. He's um, just a, a, a great kid to be around. And, um, and both of these children that I've just talked about, I've been able to meet. Um, most of our work is done on a hotline, so we don't get to meet all of the women and all of the children we help. But I have been able to meet Zechariah and Isaiah. And you might notice, too, that um, many of our clients choose Bible names. Um, I think for those that have renewed faith, um, they see value in some of the um, names that they choose for their children. Mm. So abortion reversal has been around for quite a little while then, right? Yes, yes. Dr. Delgado, um, George Delgado, started abortion pill reversal um, about 10 years ago in California. Um, he had a sidewalk counselor who called him and said there was a woman at a facility having regret. Do you know what we can do to help her? And understanding how that first drug works, it made sense to him to give progesterone. Progesterone is given very commonly, especially in obstetrics, to many women who just have naturally low progesterone levels. So they know it's safe. It's been used in pregnancy um, since the 1950s. So he thought, well, let's try it. Let's give this an attempt and see if this works. And that child was born, and he realized that this is a need. This is something that many women are having regret, and they might want this help, and it's safe. Um, and so he started the hotline, and he started the um, website. And then in 2018, it came to Heartbeat International. It has Krista, grown. we're going um, to jump in here. We're coming up on a break, and we're going to pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Krista Brown. She's the Senior Director of Medical Impact with Heartbeat International. We'll be right back.
Music from the group Mosaic, the song simply entitled Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Krista Brown. She's the Senior Director of Medical Impact with Heartbeat International. Krista, if you'll pick up right there where you left off, please. Sure. Um, I was So I was just talking about Abortion Pro Rescue Network came to Heartbeat um, back in 2018, and it has grown significantly this year so far. We've helped women in 77 different countries and in every state of the U.S. So the, the work is growing, um, and the need has grown also. Mm-hmm. Well, so is it such that, like, so pregnancy clinics need to learn about it and incorporate that more and more in what they do then, correct? Yes. So it's helpful when women are considering abortion, they're considering all their options, that they know that this is possible. Because if they do choose the abortion pill, then they know that if they have regret, that there is help available. We would never want anyone to finish an abortion that they no longer wanted without getting the help to continue that pregnancy if they desire. Mm-hmm. So if someone's listening and they're thinking to themselves, they would really like to become a mouthpiece to, to share more, or to spread the word about the whole reality of abortion, abortion pill reversal. Uh, is there a particular website they should go to to get more information or a, a, a number from Heartbeat they can call? Sure. So our website is abortionpillreversal.com, and that has a lot of information about how abortion pill reversal works. It also has information about how we would be contacted if someone is having regret. So sometimes women, as they're having regret and they don't know how to find help, it's amazing how the Lord will just, the right person will know that information. It might be even an aunt or a grandma or somebody has heard about this information. So knowing that website, abortionpillreversal.com, they can go on the website, someone who's having regret, they can use the chat or they can call us, but that has some information. If you're interested in getting the word out more so, um, heritagehouse76.com is a website that has, they have information, pamphlets, little cards, signs. They have ways to get the word out in other ways, heritagehouse76.com. Also, if you, if you go on our social media, there ways to sh- you, there's ways to share um, the posts. Um, it's challenging to get the word out more and more because we are we are blocked through you know certain um, websites don't not necessarily let us advertise anymore so any way that you can share this on social media or get the word out within your church or to your local pregnancy center all of that is helpful well would you Krista take time now to pray for believers to really get involved in helping to get the word out and helping to spread the word about this great opportunity sure. Lord Jesus, we ask you, Jesus, for your believers, God, that you would help them to know what things in their own community that they can do, Lord. We know, God, that there is a giant that that mocks everything that is good, that's right, that's holy. And God, I thank you for those that are willing to step up against that giant, because, Lord, we know that when you give us the the works, God, that that there is a defeat to that giant, God. And we ask you, Jesus, to um, open doors of opportunity in every single community, that the word can be shared, that reversal is possible, and that there is hope for those that want to continue their pregnancies, God. We ask you, Jesus, 
for these helpers in their own communities, God, that you would bless them, God, that you would be, anoint them, God, for your glory and use them in a mighty way, God. Help them to get the word out in their community that reversal is possible, that more lives would be saved, that more children would be born, God. And we ask you, Jesus, to light a path for every woman who is who is considering abortion, who is unsure about her pregnancy. Light a path, God, to the help that she might need, whether it's to a believer individually, whether it's to a pregnancy center, whether it's to our hotline, God, wherever that might be, God, light a path for her so that she might have the help that she needs, the information, the support, Lord, the hope in you, God, that she might continue her pregnancy and save the life of her child. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Father, to ask that, Lord, that you just cause an explosion in the hearts and the the lives of your believers to be wide open, to be used however you desire to use them to help spread the word and help to save the lives of babies as they take valuable knowledge like this and put it to good use. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Krista, do you have maybe one more testimonial you can share of how you've seen God work through a situation such as this? Sure. So um, the last one here, her name is Carrie, and part of my um, draw to Carrie is that she chose a medical profession, and that's my, you know, that's my love. I love the medical profession. Um, I sort of have a work that combines ministry and medical, and um, and I and I love that. I see that in Carrie. So Carrie was a young a young woman who had a career path in mind. She wanted to be a nurse. And so when she became pregnant um, and she wasn't married, she realized this would be an interruption. It's challenging to go to nursing school and to um, do your clinicals and to do all the things you need to do to become a nurse. And she chose abortion rather than than, um, continue her pregnancy. But after she took the first pill, she began to have regret and realized that her child was more valuable than any career, any amount of money, anything else on this earth she wanted her child so we, um, she called our hotline, and we were able to connect her with a physician in her area who prescribed progesterone and saved the life of little Cameron. And so not only did she save the life of Cameron, who is now five years old, but she also continued nursing school. She did both. And so she was able to become a nurse, a successful nurse. She works in an emergency room, and she um, has little Cameron, who is just amazing and joyful he fishes, he plays baseball, and then she also got married. And so shortly after her graduation from nursing school, she married Cameron's father, and so now they're a family of three. And I just love the hope that she gives other moms, um, not only in her hospital, in the emergency room, but just throughout the world that she can say, you can do both. You don't have to choose your career or being a mom. You can do both. You can, you can continue your pregnancy and still have all the other things that you might desire. Mm. Krista, all those testimonies are so powerful and so, so exciting to consider that by the grace of God, Abortions that were begun all got stopped uh, because the Lord used uh, the reversal process to help save the life of babies. And so praise God for the fact that that's available. Uh, Would you share one more time, like if someone is listening and they're thinking they really want to learn more about this so that they'll know how to both share about it and help get involved in the process of helping to save babies through this means, share with them again the websites. Sure. AbortionPillReversal.com is the website. So that ha- that's primarily for clients who are considering, women who are considering abortion, abortion pill reversal. Um, but it has a lot of information about how 
how this works um, and help available to these women. And then if you're interested in cards to pass out, brochures, signs, anything like that, heritagehouse76.com. And, you know, one blessing even in the midst of uh, the, the cultural landscape we're dealing with now is that, you know, of course, obviously when a, a surgical abortion happens, well, of course, that the baby's gone at that point. The baby's life is over. But in this case, there's a way to reverse it. And praise God for the fact that that's, that's an opportunity. It's a possibility in these circumstances. So thank you again for sharing that. And so uh, our time is just about gone. What would you, anything, what would you like to ask believers to pray for as it relates to furthering the work and the mission behind abortion, abortion pill reversal? Um, primarily, I would like to ask listeners to pray. Um, we know that the number of abortions, although it's been banned in some states, we know that it continues. And we know that there are women who are having regret that don't know that we're here. So if you can pray that the, it, somehow the Lord would just light a path. Sometimes it's amazing how they find us, and I know that that's just God, just showing them the way. If you could pray that they would find the help that they need, and that, and if there's any way to share this in your church, in your community, with anyone that you know that this is possible, like I said, sometimes it's amazing who stepped in and said, you know, I heard about this somewhere. Somewhere I know that this is possible, that you can continue your pregnancy even after taking that first abortion pill. Um, spread the word any way that you can so that more women can be helped and more lives can be saved. All right. All right. Father, thank you for your sovereignty over this whole matter. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that in the midst of all the spiritual warfare that happens around saving the lives of babies and standing for life and standing against the tragedy of abortion. Help us as the church to rise up big in a great way in addressing this and helping to spread the word that this is a possibility to help share the news that there are ways that this can, the uh, abortion procedure can be reversed in situations such as this and help us to do all that you would have us to do to help uh, just to promote this knowledge and promote this opportunity to save the lives of babies in these circumstances. We thank you and we praise you. Stir us to be the faithful church you want us to be more and more in this regard and within this matter. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. Today is a good day to make that step and ask Him to come into your heart to save you, to forgive you, and make you brand new. If you'd like to make that step, I'd like to invite you to pray that prayer even with me, even now, and commit your heart and life to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my entire life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, we do want to share some of the uh, spiritual growth material that we provide. We're glad to share it with you. Hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. Krista, thank you so much for being with us and sharing the valuable information you shared. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And please pray much for Krista Brown. Uh, Again, she's the Senior Director of Medical Impact at Heartbeat International. Pray for the Ministry of Heartbeat that's doing a great work of supporting and working with pregnancy clinics all over the world. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.